How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hey friends, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to talk about the five personal development books to read in 2022. Now, uh, a lot of these books I've uh, read previously, but I got back into them this year, or uh, these might be some that I'm looking forward to getting back into and, and re-digging into as the year starts to go on. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now on Amazon. Uh, if you get it from our website, you actually get over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs. So head over to www.sydlicbook.com to check it out now. All right, let's get on with the show. So just to give you a little bit of context, uh, I read. I read a lot. Uh, I actually do something called photo reading. If you want to check it out, just Google photo reading. It's the same thing that uh, Tony Robbins does, Jack Canfield do, does, some of my mentors do. Um, but it allows me to read books very quickly while getting uh, full um, uh, understanding and actually a, a deeper understanding of the book as well. Um, but check it out. So I read about uh, 24 books a year. Sometimes I read more. Last year, I read something like 57 um, but on average, I read about 24 books a year over the last uh, four or five years. Uh, we've all heard that leaders are readers, but I I want to preface this with a quick little disclaimer that says leaders are readers, but only if you implement what you read. Now, knowledge, just for knowledge's sake, can actually be your mortal enemy. Knowledge is not power. If it were, every one of the universities out there would be the most powerful organizations in the world, but they're not, Right. Knowledge is potential power, but knowledge without action yields nothing. Knowledge with action creates wisdom, which creates power, all right? So I want to remind everybody that I'm going to be giving you guys uh, five books here that if that's all you read and implemented this year, it would massively, massively change your life. Sometimes you need to do less to get more, and we're going to talk about that one in a second as well, all right? So as I share these books with you, remember that knowledge is not power, implemented knowledge is power. All right. So that being said, let's go ahead and dig right in. The first book that I want to talk about is The One Thing uh, by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Now, this book is by far one of the best productivity books out there uh, that I've read. I, I love talking about a lot of different productivity books. Uh, Compound Effect is a great one. Atomic Habits is a great one. But this one is one of my favorites uh, for several reasons. Now, it hits on uh, the myths of multitasking and being busy versus productive and a balanced lifestyle and points out how these are all wrong ideas that we have implemented in our lives. Um, and also shows you how to get focused uh, and be more successful doing less. That's the whole idea of the one thing. Now, um, the book opens with a Russian proverb, 
Uh, if you chase two rabbits, you'll catch neither. And I want you to think about this for a second. If you chase two rabbits, you'll catch neither. Now, majority of us in our lives, we chase seven rabbits at the same time, right? And this is why this book is so powerful. And it's, it's something that I work on implementing in my daily life uh, as an entrepreneur and as a person in general is actually focusing on less because I've realized that the less I do, the more successful I can uh, become. Um, the book also leads in the opening chapters. It starts out with, uh, a very powerful question that I actually had written on my whiteboard for years. And the question is, what's the one thing such that by doing this one thing, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? And if you started to live your life with this, if you think about your goal, and then you ask yourself, what's the one thing that if I did that one thing, everything else would become easier or unnecessary? It starts to make your actions very simple and very easy but not necessarily fun. Oftentimes, that one thing is a very difficult action to take. It might be a very quick action, like having a conversation with someone, but it also might be a very difficult action, like that conversation is going to be a difficult conversation with a with a team member or a client or your loved one, right? But if you don't have that conversation, you, there's a lot of other stuff that you have to do, and it makes your life a lot more hectic and a lot more chaotic. But as soon as you have that conversation, it cleans everything up and it makes everything else easier or unnecessary. This is one of the most powerful questions that I've implemented in my life. And whenever I'm setting a goal or I'm trying to accomplish a task, I'm always asking myself, what's the one thing? What's the one thing that if we did it, everything else would become easier or unnecessary? What do I have to do here that makes all this other work or everything else here easier or unnecessary? And if you implemented that question in your life, this was my biggest takeaway from the book. There's hundreds of amazing takeaways, but if you just implement that question in your life, you will start to accomplish so much more with so much less effort. Now, it doesn't mean that it won't be difficult. The actions are always going to be difficult. They're always going to be uncomfortable, right? In fact, this question most of the time leads you to the most uncomfortable action, the thing that you are afraid of doing. But once you do it, it actually saves you a lot of energy and a lot of effort, right? So that's the one thing. And it is, it is an amazing book that will help you with uh, productivity and, uh, and uh, focus, now, the next book is one of my favorites that I've read in a long time. It's called An End to Upside Down Thinking by Mark Gober. Now, this book is all around dispelling the myth, dispelling the myth that the brain produces consciousness. So if you want to read a book that will help expand your mind literally into different dimensions, you're going to want to read this book. So uh, Mark actually takes you, takes you through the scientific process. I'm an engineer. The book is endorsed by dozens of doctors and engineers and PhDs, right? And so I was really skeptical when I first grabbed this book, but uh, it was suggested to me by Jack Canfield, a, a friend and mentor of mine. And so I picked it up uh, and I read it. And he takes you in the first handful of chapters, takes you through the scientific process of disproving that the brain produces consciousness and proving that there is a communal consciousness that is higher than our physical self. Um, it is absolutely phenomenal, and as an engineer, it satisfied my intellectual brain on many levels uh, to, to prove the woo-woo, which was absolutely amazing to me. Um, so if you're ready to expand your mind and start viewing this world differently, I'd highly, highly suggest picking up An End to Upside Down Thinking by Mark Gober. Uh, he also digs into scientific evidence around telepathy, psychokinesis, uh, which if you're not aware of what psychokinesis is, it's moving shit with your brain. Um, and that consciousness survives after death. So the scientific evidence of all of these things. Um, so if you're ready to expand yourself a little bit and ready to get a little bit woo woo, get after it. Now, 
The third book that I want to talk about uh, is one of my favorite business books that I read in 2021, and I'm going to reread uh, in the beginning of 2022. Uh, this is from uh, Alex Hermosi. Um, so Alex Hermosi's $100 million offers. Now, I first heard about this from a friend when it first came out um, who worked directly with Alex. I don't know Alex personally, but I hear great things uh, about him as a person. Um, this is one of the best uh, top talked about business and marketing books in my circle uh, over the last three to four months that I have heard about. Um, so all of my friends, all of my mentors have been talking about it. Everybody's read it and everybody raves about it. Um, now, if you don't know who Alex is, Alex built a $50 million business in 18 months, uh, Jim Launch. Um, and he now has a, I believe a hundred million dollar portfolio, multiple companies that he's built to eight figures and multiple eight figures in less than a year, less than two years. Um, now whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned business owner, this will be an absolute game changer for you. Um, a lot of business owners believe that their problem might be generating consistent leads or it might be their sales when in actuality, their problem is with their offer and their positioning, right? If you're, uh, positioning something that people don't want to buy, you're positioning it in a way that people don't want to buy it. That'll actually hurt your lead generation and it'll hurt your sales and learning how to properly position an offer and how to create an offer that could gen you know, generate a, uh, a nine figure business is a skill set. And Alex walks through it because he's uh, obviously developed a talent. He's my age. He's 33 years old. Um, he's developed a talent for creating offers that just sell so that the lead generation becomes easy. The sales becomes easy because the offers are so damn good. Now, this is something that I absolutely love because this is something that we have to help Every single one of our entrepreneurs that we work with in our high impact coaching, we have to we have to help every single one of them develop offers. And this is by far the biggest mistake that most starting entrepreneurs make um, is creating an offer that people actually want to buy. One of my good friends, Sean Kemp, says you cannot create desire. The desire is already there or it's not. One of the biggest reasons Forbes actually found this out they stated that 80% of the reason that most businesses fail in the beginning is not because they're they're, you know, their uh, their idea was shitty. It's because they didn't create an offer around it or position it properly so that people actually wanted to buy it. That's the big issue, right? So um, Huffington Post cited that 90% of starting online businesses will fail in their first year. And a majority of it is because they can't get clarity around an actual offer that people want to buy. So this is something that we spend a lot of time with our clients and coaches to, to get clarity on. So I absolutely loved this book. Um, a lot of the insights are things that we work on directly with our clients. So if you want a, a book that's really going to open you up and, and generate some possibilities in your business, 100% check out $100 million offers by Alex Hermosi. Now, the next book that I wanted to share is uh, a little bit different from the entrepreneurial side of things. Uh, it's David Data's, David Data's, I can't remember how to pronounce his name properly, uh, The Way of the Superior Man. Now, I first read this book about five years ago, and I actually reread it again last year, and I'm going to re-go through it again next year. Now, whether you're uh, a guy or a girl or masculine energy, feminine energy, uh, doesn't really matter you're going to want to read this book because it's going to help you understand relationships. It's going to help you understand communication. It's going to help you understand the differences between masculine and feminine energy. Now, for the purpose of the rest of this conversation, I'll use masculine as men, um, feminine as women. But basically, some of the major things that it digs into here 
Um, if you're a woman, you're going to want to read this because you're going to want to understand how guys think and how they operate and why they operate the way that they operate. And if you're a guy, you're going to want to read this to understand why you operate the way that you operate and why it's different from the way that women operate or feminine energy uh, operates, right? So uh, a couple of the biggest takeaways that I got from this book, number one, is the importance uh, as a masculine energy, the, the driving energy in your life is uh, purpose first, love second. As a feminine energy, the driving energy in your life is love first, purpose second, purpose and fulfillment second, right? So for uh, a woman there, and we always wonder, you know, why, why for women or a feminine energy that their first goal is to find love, right? And then purpose. And for men, it's all, you know, we talk, oh, he's just so focused on his career. Well, it's like, yeah, as a masculine energy, you have to be, if you're unfulfilled in your career, if you're unfulfilled in your purpose, it's impossible for you to, to really focus on the love that you need to bring in your life. So this is actually one of the biggest problems that I see in society, the importance of men pursuing purpose first. Um, and I saw this when I, when I started my career off as a career coach, right? Whenever I was talking to men that were uh, unhappy or unfulfilled in their career, I guarantee that their relationships were struggling, their marriages were struggling, or they were getting in the middle of getting divorced, right? And that's because if a, if a masculine energy is feeling uh, unaligned or unfulfilled in their career, in their purpose, in their mission, right? It's almost impossible for them to put any, any energy into love and connection. Whereas women are the other way around. If they don't feel loved, if they don't feel connected, it's almost impossible for them to put any energy into, uh, into their purpose or their mission, right? So uh, that was a, a game changer for me. And we, you know, uh, Maddie and I had this conversation when uh, we first started dating because she was in Australia. I was in the US. My business was just up and going. And, and we had the conversation around her moving from Australia to the US. And in the beginning, she kind of wondered like why it almost, it almost wasn't even an option for me to leave the business and move to Australia. And she couldn't understand it as a feminine energy. You know, for her, it was like, I would, I would leave my business in Australia and come to the US no problem right? But for me, it, it wasn't the same. And there was a little bit of resentment around that, right? But she quickly realized, oh, as a masculine energy, if she asked me to give up the business for love, I would always subconsciously resent that, right? Because as a, as a masculine energy, uh, purpose must come first for me. And if, if I put it the other way around, it will actually create a lot of turmoil and a lack of alignment. So, it's a, it was a really powerful lesson to learn when it comes to masculine versus feminine energy. Also really important, this book was amazing for understanding polarity, the polarity of masculine versus feminine energy, and the importance of having masculine and feminine energy, um, and the neutralization of, of our society. Um, now, one of the biggest things that we see in society is, is uh, again, I'm, I'm going to use male and female, but it doesn't have to necessarily be male and female. You can be a man and be a feminine energy. You can be uh, a woman and be a masculine energy. Um, but, uh, a majority of our society, female is feminine energy and a majority of our, uh, of the males in society are masculine energies. And one of the things that we've seen in society is the neutralization, um, of our society. Women are being asked to be more masculine and men are being asked to be less masculine and we're bringing them into the middle. And this lack of polarization is actually what's creating a lot of problems in relationships. It creates a lack of chemistry. A highly masculine energy is going to be highly attracted to a highly feminine energy, right? You don't want, you don't necessarily want two people that are both masculine in a relationship because there's not going to be any real connection. There's not going to be any real chemistry. There's not going to be that dance there. Um, and this was one of the, one of the coolest things that I learned in this book was, you know, especially in my relationships, it's so helpful because 
a lot of times as a as a guy, you want you want your spouse or your wife to uh, you know be more act more like you because it would make it easier for you. But once you realize that that's kind of the neutralization of the feminine energy, when I realized that, and I was like, I want to encourage Maddie to be more of a feminine energy, to be that fireball, to to be that dance, to 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 go crazy and do the things that she needs to do, rather and allow me to be that masculine grounded energy. And allow her to be the emotion, allow her to be the 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 change and the mixture, right? And and that ability is what creates chemistry with us. That ability is what creates uh, a relationship with us that thrives, rather than kind of you know me becoming demasculinized and her becoming overmasculinized and meeting somewhere in the middle, that ruins the relationship. So this was a really amazing book that that I think every couple should read, uh, whether you're whether you're male, female, doesn't matter. Um, really, really powerful. And then the last book that uh, I got to talk about, uh, which is an absolute game changer, obviously has to be shit you don't learn in college. Now, uh, the truth is this book, if you are not fulfilled in your life and in your career and in your business, you got to grab this book. This has everything over the last five years, everything that I've learned in my business as a coach, uh, in my life, um, everything's gone into that book. There's millions of dollars worth of knowledge in that book. And I cannot tell you uh, the responses that we've got from people who've gone through the book and not just gone through it, but implemented the book that it's, it's chocked with exercises for you to do, to get clarity, to understand your brain. It's like a user's manual for your brain and your emotions to help you get clarity on your direction, your alignment, your purpose, your vision, your values, uh, the life skills necessary for true success and fulfillment that they don't teach you in college. Um, and the exact tactics and systems to actually implement those things. Um, it'll be an absolute game changer. If you want a life with more money, more meaning, and more freedom, this book has everything that I have thought of and been able to put together from the last five years of building, um, you know, building a multi seven figure business, helping hundreds of people build seven figure and six figure businesses and, and do the same, build lives with more money, more meaning, more freedom. So grab it now. Those are the five books that you're going to have to check out in 2020 if you want to be successful and you want to be happy in life. Uh, that's all we got for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure that you implement what you learn here with us today and what you learn while you're going through those books. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. And I'll see you on the other side. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks a ton.